0: Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Today's episode of the podcast is a live stream Q&A that I did at the end of 2022. There were some amazing gold nuggets in here. I wanted to share them with you. Let's get into it. Yesterday, I had someone reach out for some help. Basically did a free mini consulting session with them and it went really well. I enjoyed it a lot. And um, I can't do that for everyone. I wish I could. But I I wanted to hop on here today and be able to answer all of your questions. So uh, the first thing that I do want to touch on and answer, uh, because it was the question I'm getting most lately is, is a video podcast worth it? And the answer that I have is absolutely. Um, You know, for me, anyway, the real answer is it depends. It depends on you. It depends on what it is that you're after, depends on what the point of a video podcast is for you. So if you know you are trying to position yourself as the expert that people think of, you're trying to take up this box, this square in someone's mind of insert whatever you do. So you know, I, I've niched down a little bit more because the YouTube guy, the YouTube consultant coach, there's too many of those. Um, it's a little hard to stand out in that. And I do have a lot of experience that way. I do have a lot of experience in helping creators, businesses, you know, marketing agencies with YouTube. But the thing here is that I want to help be a little bit more specific, a little bit more well known. And video podcasting has been around for a little while. There have been a couple of big leaps that have been made in the past few months, though. I actually just made a video on this. I'm working on editing it to release it. And um, I think from everything i'm seeing all the trends i'm seeing all my experience it's going to it's going to make a comeback as far as you know podcasts were big and then they kind of took a little bit of a hit i think video podcasts are going to be just absolutely essential in the next couple of years so um, i would get on it now if you want to be that expert if you want to build your personal brand um, if those are things that that are important to you so um, you know, Do you have to be super fancy with your gear, your setup, your everything? No, you don't. But there are a couple of things that I've noticed people really need to, to work on just a little bit. Um, one of those is the quality of your audio, um, the quality of the content, different things like that. So um, there's a lot, lot that we can go in there. So if you have questions, please ask. I would love to answer your questions specifically because it's, it's so much easier to help you specifically rather than just talking generally that's what my youtube videos are for that's what the podcast episodes that i do are for talk generally through the things that that i'm i know that people want to hear and are having issues with so that said this is your opportunity to get specific help from me so um next thing i want to talk about is how do you do a video podcast? Uh, I've been asked that way too many times. What, what, what makes a video podcast? Does it have to be a specific way? And the answer is no, um, it really doesn't. <clears throat> there are a couple of things that you do have to have in order for it to be qualified, in my mind anyway, as a video podcast. So the number one most important thing, for me anyway, is that it has to, 100% has to be able to be enjoyed both audio only and visually with audio so if you can't enjoy your podcast you can't enjoy your content without seeing what's going on that's not a video podcast it's a youtube video it's a you know insert whatever social media platform you want to post video on it's not it's not a video podcast video podcast is an audio podcast that happens to also have video that brings visual interest so whether that's things like this where you're seeing me you're seeing my face you're seeing things moving around um, if you're on you know, Amazon, you have some of these um, products floating around, so you can see that. So there's there's visual elements, things that if you're on an audio podcast, you don't see. And the reason these episodes don't get turned into video podcasts is because um, I I want to be able to do things that I can't do on a podcast. So if someone says, "Hey, I'm trying to set up my you, you know, my video podcasting studio, what microphone should I buy?" and I will. Pull up my screen. Do share screen, and we'll go through this. And I'll start shopping for you. I'll, you know, I'll give you my the examples. I have twenty-two microphones in here, so I could just pull out microphones that I have and talk about them. <laughs> That's one thing we could do. Um, but you, as a podcast, that doesn't work because you have to see some of these things. You know, if I if I pull out a microphone one way, I could do it. like I could say. Right now, I'm holding the Blue Baby Bottle SL. This is one of my favorite microphones. It's the one that I've used for quite a while. Um, if you want a warm, rich sound, this is a great microphone. So I'm, I'm explaining this a little bit, so as a listener, you can hear it. But if I pull this up, and likely what I'll do, because you know that's that's what we do, you know, this microphone here, right here is one of my favorites. And someone listening, be like, what microphone? Is he pointing to something? Is he showing something? Is it the one he's talking into? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And so that, that makes it a little difficult. So make sure that you're able to actually give the value that you're looking to give. So um, I'm gonna pull up here a couple more questions that I've gotten recently because I feel like video podcasting is essential. It's something that if you want to be an authority in your space, it's going, it's more accessible than writing a book. Does it provide just as much authority as being a best-selling author? Probably not. But if you have a podcast and you say, hey, I've interviewed X, Y, and Z person, um, would you like to be on my podcast? And you're talking to someone who you hold in esteem and who you maybe want to build a relationship with, do business with, that's an easy yes. If you say, hey, I, have, I wrote a best-selling book, here's, you know, here's a copy. That feels a little more selfish because it's like, hey, here's my authority. I would like to work with you kind of a deal instead of, hey, I would let's partner up. I want to learn from you. And then you have this opportunity to build a relationship with them for a couple of hours with zero pressure, with you helping them to get more exposure because it's not easy to be able to do a podcast. It's not easy to be able to create videos. So those are some of the things that you want to consider when you, know, you are creating a live stream is... Or a video podcast. Is are you are you actually creating a video podcast? Is it something you want to do? Is it something that you can use to build your business, your expertise, your you know, clientele, anything like that? So the thing here that you need to know is why. Why do you want a video podcast? Is it worth it? It depends. It's up to you. It's up to your purposes, it's up to what you want. I think that uh, video podcasting is highly underrated and it brings in a lot of skills. It's not the easiest thing to do, but no matter what your background is, no matter where you are equipment wise, studio wise, if you have expertise to share, if you've shared that in any sort of capacity, then you can do a video podcast. Video podcasting is awesome. So so the other question that I have that uh, I wanted to answer, was well, should you post your podcast to YouTube? And I did another, I actually did a video on this 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 past week, actually. So if you want an in-depth explanation, that's that's a great place to go. When starting a video podcast, there's so many things that go into it. So knowing, like, should you post this on YouTube? Maybe, yeah. Like if you, but then you have to have strategy around YouTube. You have to have a strategy around social media. So again, this goes into what's what's your purpose. I think it's worth it. I think if you as a person, you as a brand, you as a company don't start posting content, you're gonna fall behind. And you're going to you know severely regret not getting on here. So um, definitely, definitely would uh, you know go ahead and, and make sure that you're in this for the right reason. You have the right frame of mind that this is a long term thing. This is not a short term. This is not a quick fix. This is not this is not a, a quick ROI. and I feel like that's one of the hardest things that I have working with clients is when i'm on as a full service you know providing you know the services that i do it's a little bit expensive and it's not a quick immediate roi which makes things difficult because you want to see the roi you want to see that return and it doesn't happen as quickly as you'd like and is that bad depends if you're if you're hurting for money yeah it could be but this is a long-term play if you want to be successful and well-known months and years down the road you need to be doing this this is something with or without help you need to be doing this um that said that's why I offer consulting one-on-one consulting calls um you know it's I can meet with you weekly or twice a month something like that where it's I'm coaching you through some of this and helping you to improve what you're doing and getting you to where you need to be without (laughs) as much of a cost because This is a long game. This is something you have to become a content creator. You have to learn how to do this. Nobody can do it for you, especially if you're trying to be like a key person of influence. If you're trying to be that, that figure, I, nobody can, nobody can replace those skills that you need to develop. So, um, I've gone from three to 47 subscribers from last November to today. Sweet. Good work. Alan is that. So that's YouTube. It looks like YouTube storytelling studio. That's awesome. I think the hard thing with YouTube is, uh, there's a lot to it. But keep at it. Seriously, like the more practice you get, the more videos you create, the better they get. Trying to remember, I believe you have a background in production of some kind, Um, so you you'll have better content than a lot of people just starting. But my first 60, first 100 videos, honestly, were terrible. Like they, it's rough. It really is. Get the practice in. Your your first video. If you listen to my advice, if you you know practice, if you do the things I'm I'm saying. Your first video will be way better, <laughs> way better than my first video was. I promise. Like it was, it was bad. It was rough. So, you know, make sure you <laughs> just just take some advice, and you seriously will be so much further ahead than I was. Um, next thing here, invest in your sound. You know, a lot of people ask me what camera should I buy for my YouTube channel, for my video podcast. And that's not the first question you should ever ask. The first question you should ask is what microphone should I buy? How can I improve my sound? Because that is the number one thing. If people can't listen, you're not going to be able to be able to do well on LinkedIn. You know, creating videos on a video podcast, whether that's on Spotify or Apple or YouTube, it doesn't matter where it's at. If I can't listen to it, like the, that's the thing with a podcast it's it's a longer form. Typically, uh, the shortest I've really seen consistent shows is like 15 minutes. You know, more of a normal is 30 minutes or 60 minutes, somewhere in that range. And if you don't sound great, if you don't sound incredible. If it's staticky and fuzzy. In fact, someone sent me, I know that they, they do really well. They're, they're on LinkedIn. They have a great following. And there were so many people, so many comments saying how amazing it was. But the audio was so bad I, I couldn't listen past the first two minutes Like I, I just i couldn't and did i i didn't know if the value proposition was there for me like i don't follow this person but it was a training and it looked like they'd presenting wise had set up you know good good setup as far as that goes but there was a lot i just i, I couldn't put up with the sound and so and in fact, they might have even have had a microphone, it looked like, but the settings weren't set correctly. So sound wasn't coming through that microphone. And so it you gotta know your gear, you gotta have good microphone, good sound. And do do you mess up? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I there was a podcast that we did recently, it'll come out here in a couple of weeks, and the guest, phenomenal guest, great audio, and my audio interface just it changed to Cause I was doing a bunch of videos with different microphones. It changed the game. It changed it on me. So I was super quiet and then like there are a couple of comments that came through like, I can't hear him. Can anybody else hear him? And I have no idea how long it was going on for. So when I'm editing that video, it will be nice and fun to try to <laughs> try to fix, but you need to do your best for audio, especially, especially for audio. For you just starting video podcast. Where do you start? Do you, you have nothing? Let's say you have no camera, no microphone, no, nothing. Where do you start? I would say audio percent audio you start start with a podcast and you know if you're doing maybe you're doing linkedin live events or you're doing youtube live streams or you're doing amazon live streams any of those you can use uh where's that your phone um there is an app called epoch cam it's great it'll turn your smartphone into a web buy a webcam smartphone the cameras on the back of this are better than almost anything you're going to buy webcam wise anyway and it's there's a free version, but I think the paid version is like six dollars for the app. So just do that. Don't focus on the camera first. Cameras are expensive. If you want a camera good enough to replace your smartphone's camera and to look make it look terrible, you're gonna have to spend a good amount of money. So don't start there. Start with your audio. Um, we're gonna go through really quickly. I just wanted to talk through the microphone I have, in case you know we have questions on that. If you're curious what I use, um, but I have used quite a few different microphones. You know, in fact, I brought out this guy right here. This was uh, probably the third microphone upgrade I made, fourth microphone upgrade I made. Um, I love it. Seriously, this is the Blue Baby Bottle SL. Um, It's phenomenal. The problem is it is a condenser microphone. What that means is it picks up sound really well. And so if you're not in a sound treated room, which I am, um, if I have kids playing in the living room next door, it will pick it up if they're loud enough. So it it doesn't reject noise incredibly well, but it sounds phenomenal. So that is one thing, some of these nicer microphones, like it just, they expect you to (laughs) treat your space and know what you're doing. And so um, more expensive isn't always better, but oftentimes it can, it can make a big difference. So um, the current microphone that I'm using though is this guy right here. This is the Heil PR 40, love this microphone absolutely love it because it just it sounds so good and the noise rejection is great meaning if i'm quiet it's quiet you can't hear the fan over here or ac or the train going there's no train going by right now but we live really close to train tracks so um it does really well that way now this is a more expensive microphone this one you know i think this how this is set up right here is about 450 dollars not including the arm, the cable, the audio interface, so it gets expensive. It really does, um, but I do this professionally. I do this day in and day out, so price-wise, it's worth it for me. Always, one hundred percent. So you need to find something like I do love House Sound. House Sound is the one company that I found that for podcasting. If they said you can only pick one brand to recommend to people to have in multiple price ranges, that I'd be comfortable saying pick a, a microphone from Heil Sound in your price point and it'll do pretty well I mean do you actually have I have a few others from Heil Sound over here on the table but this guy right here uh, this is the PR37 I don't love this form factor like it I mean it would work for a lot of things actually if you're running events things like that I didn't even think about that because I don't run events maybe one day I will but you know you can hold it handheld you can have it here I don't love the form factor, but the sound is absolutely phenomenal. In fact, let me, uh, I'm going to swap this cable over just so you can hear it. And, uh, it's, it's amazing. So, um, and price difference is huge. It's about $200 less, which, which is a big deal. Um, give me one second. I'll just hand hold it. I think that'll work. Um, you can hear it. Just, it sounds phenomenal. Really, really does. Trying to keep it off to the side. So you don't get any plosives or weird weird noises, but <clears throat> this sounds good. And this is $260 for this microphone. So is it inexpensive? No, no, it really is not. But for what it does, for the sound that it gives, it's just, it really, really does a great job. So um, Heil Sound, one of my favorite brands. I do have, I mean, the blue microphone's great. I have some microphones from Tentacle, from Rode, from a lot of different brands. I have 22 microphones. <laughs> um, But as far as podcasting microphones a good xlr dynamic microphone is is the way to go in my opinion from everything i've tested now have i tested even i mean i've only tested probably three dozen microphones in my life so that said i'm not the end all be all but you know if you need an opinion if you need someone to tell you what to buy i would buy one of these let's swap back real quick all right there we go so microphones very very important if you're if you said hey Zach I have a thousand dollars to spend on my um, podcasting studio how do I spend it most of that I would have you spend on getting your audio set up so um, you know you do have to have an audio interface with this my favorite is the wave XLR and it works really really well because it's super easy to set up streaming just as easy to use so we'll talk more about this we have some questions coming in so to answer these because we are live, this is a q and not just me chatting and just not paying attention well. So, let's hop over here, look at some questions. So, um, first question, um, oh, a statement: Have a 4K camcorder I can use? Yeah, absolutely, that's great. I think that's um, quality-wise. I, I don't know, it depends on what you have. It might be phenomenal, it might be just okay. Um, but yeah, use what you have, like make it work and improve as you go. There's no reason to hop in and spend multiple thousands of dollars when you don't need to. So, um, do you know what is normal percent of YouTube viewers that finish a video? So this you're going to have your own stats on this because it's going to depend on like how, how well you are or how good you are at keeping people all the way to the end. Also the length of your videos, the topic of your videos, like there's just, there's so much that goes into this. Um, you know, if you want a, like, holy grail goal to shoot for the the number that i've heard is 50 percent um and i've heard that is just astronomically hard to do but if you're shooting for 50 all the time you're gonna improve a lot of things and so um i would say more normal on my channel is probably 25 30 percent just trying to pull up some maybe some more viewed videos that I have better data on that aren't youtube shorts because youtube shorts is Oh, I have feelings on YouTube Shorts. <laughs> um, okay, I'm at 18% right now. Okay, no, let's just work on it. Keep working on it. If so, for me, if you know, I'm saying, hey, what am I focusing on? First thing focus on is your thumbnail. Really, really focus in. Figure out what thumbnail works well for you. What you know, style, what colors, what look like. You want a cohesive look. That way, you know, when people see your thumbnail, they know it's yours because if not like it's going to be confusing like you're you're trying to build brand authority and something recognizable so make them recognizable but also something that people click on <laughs> cuz that's a hard part as well um, yeah 50% is really really hard i'm looking at mine and i'm yeah like 20 25% somewhere in there it's it is very difficult but i don't focus on right now i'm not focusing on that right now i'm focusing on the thumbnails get people to click um, you know i am also digging into titles, um, SEO, searchability, recommendation, because there are, there's a lot of different things in those that, I don't know that YouTube's changed them recently. I mean, they may have, but um, we've just been taught to focus wrong for so long that I'm, I'm trying to get out of it and recognize when a SEO optimized searchable title is important and when one optimized for recommendation is important because recommendation gets 70% of views, but if you have a how-to tutorial, it's not a video YouTube's going to recommend. Like it's it's something people are going to search. So there's some nuances here and I'm really digging into. Um, so that's what I'm focusing on. The second thing I want you to focus on: don't focus on finish rate. Focus on your know, first minute. Can you get seventy percent of people who start your video to keep watching at one minute? If you can do that, the video is going to do phenomenal. Again, this is a very hard thing to do, um, but that's that would be that's an easier goal um to really focus on and probably one that's more motivating because if you make a 15 20 minute video trying to have 50 percent of people that finish is just just absolutely insane in fact if you have 50 percent average watch time you're in the top 10 percent of all videos at that length and so it's a little bit easier to judge the first minute of a video than it is completion or finish rate so that alan that was a that was a really good question um yeah focus on your thumbnails focus on your completion rate of the first minute how many people are still watching what percent are still watching at that first minute i think that's a that's a great question all right hop back over here see if we have any questions coming from anywhere else no okay cool um so that that is the thing that you know i i would focus on microphone first then lighting but that's the other thing that people don't realize is that lighting is super important i have had you know i used to use my um, smartphone as a web camera but bef- how to really set up you know my cameras like this so that i can do all this cool stuff um, but i had multiple people ask me with and they had three four thousand dollar camera setups for their webcams what are you using it looks amazing just just an iphone <laughs> nothing great the thing was i have really good lighting though so uh, really good lighting does make a big difference you can see I mean the clarity here the shadows it makes it look clear enough so you can see the detail but also um, you know there's a some shadowing there some cinematic look there um, but I have three point lighting going on so I have a nice key light here i have a fill light here and then behind me I have the RGB blue light that gives a little bit of a background look which is one of my favorites I absolutely love it so that is that is something you can do I'm gonna pull up on amazon watching on the carousel um so my key light here's amaran 100d so 100s is how many watts i think if you're in a small space there are a couple of things you want to consider one and i didn't think about this i, I have another light I actually need to sell because i'm in a smaller space but um, the sound of the fan can be a big hindrance to recording because if you're in a small space things are close and if microphones can pick up the sound of things that's a problem um, and so Anything bigger, you, I did a lot of research to try to find a like silent um, you know, key light. So if you're just like, uh, just tell me what to buy, the uh, Amaran 100D is what I would get. Do you need a softbox? This one that I have is 35 and a half inches. So it's rather big, but in this space, it works really well. So a couple of things there where big key light is that important? If you have a studio space, I say go for it. If not, you know, I do have uh, GVM 50RSs, which are smaller panel lights and those those can work just as well you know they're not too expensive 250 bucks for two of them really really is not a bad deal so um i do have two of those one over here one behind me and then i also have the key light so i do have a decent amount of lighting in here in fact if you if you count all of the lights i've been sent i I don't know 1200 dollars for the lighting something like that but i only use the key light and then those two lights and the rest i'm gonna get rid of at some point (laughs) in fact i have it on my list to uh list them on amazon for use like new. so if anyone's like yo i need studio stuff just i don't know message me on instagram or something (laughs) um seriously though it getting your setup just right is one of the hardest things because everyone's unique every studio setup is unique every um, maybe your studio is a desk that's all you have and you kind of have to deal with it. so you're going to need a microphone probably not this one that rejects noise incredibly well. This one would do decently, but if you don't have some sort of space that's kind of quiet, probably gonna need a really like meant for noise rejection microphone. Um, Actually Heil does have one of those. I have it somewhere, but um, like, so you're gonna have to design things that way. Like there's no way that this microphone would work in a space where I don't have a door to close. And so, it's up to you. You get you get to design it. It's fun. It's it's a good time. <laughs> Have fun with it. Don't don't be uh, too bothered by the fact that you get to choose a lot of stuff. So, um, but yeah, that I think that's important to recognize is that you you get to choose. You get to make this unique. You get to make this feel like it is you because I mean you look at the light behind me it's this it's blue it's very blue there's a lot of blue here <laughs> um but I love this look this is something I love and something that makes me happy and it feels like me and so that's that's what you need and it takes time um you know my first YouTube video years ago background did not look anything like this the sound was awful I mean <clears throat> worse than awful seriously um so Find what you like. This is, if you're you doing a video podcast, you're trying to build yourself into a, an authority, a key person of influence, it needs to feel like you. Because if it doesn't feel like you, it's going to feel inauthentic. All right, so then that, the other thing that I want to talk about is like the title of this streaming, personal branding with a video podcast. What does that even mean? Like that's, what does that mean for you? So if you think about it, what is personal branding? Personal branding is essentially creating a brand around you, or brand like something that when I think of you, I think of very, something very specific. And I know, you know there are people that, that do this well. Think of Gary V. There are certain things that you think of. He has branded himself a specific way. You know, when I'm trying to create my content, I want and I've done too much other content. And so likely you think of me, depending on where you find me as the TikTok guy or the Amazon live guy or the YouTube guy or the video podcast guy, just all over the place and so take some time to really solidify a brand identity or you know your personal brand and so do i do all of those things absolutely can i be known for all those things no because there are some other people that branded themselves well that you know as the tiktok person the linkedin person the amazon person the you know, insert whatever person and i i can't fill 10 boxes in your brain i need to fill one box, really, really well. So every single time that topic comes up, you think of me, and you need to do that as well. That's that's what that personal brand is. When something comes up, when I think of personal branding, I think of Rory Baden. It's the person that comes to mind. He's really good at what he does. So you, your personal brand is what you want to be remembered by, essentially. Like I, I find it interesting because there's a video I was watching about about Gary V, and the person like, excuse me, you probably feel like you know Gary V pretty well. like oh yeah yeah i feel like i'm really well connected with him. like okay what do you know about him tells what he knows and it's like that all of those things are things that he has purposefully shared to create this personal brand are they true yes but is it the whole truth or even you know a majority of who he is or what he does no not even close he's very (laughs) very reserved very private but the things he does share are part of his personal brand and so that's what you need to do as well what is your personal brand, what's part of your personal brand, and share those things because those things are what's actually going to gonna make a difference. So how how do you person how do you create this personal brand? How do you brand yourself well? And there are a few ways you can do this. One is you decide. Decide what it is you want to share, what your story is, what do you want it to be when people think of you. Obviously, I mean don't tell a bunch of lies, but pick parts of your story that that share an emotion, that share something that you want them to know, and leave out parts that you don't want to be about your personal brand. Um, you know, one thing that that comes to mind is I've shared this frequently is I have Asperger's, and most people don't understand what that means. It's something that less than one percent of the population understands, and the problem is, is Asperger's is autism spectrum disorder, and so there's a spectrum that you're on. And so every single person you meet with autism, who's gifted, who's has Asperger's, they're all in a different place. And so it's not a condition that's the same or even similar in a lot of people. And so it's hard, it's hard to describe, but the reason I share it and I've thought about this and I've calculated this very carefully, is because I want others to know that if where I came from, you know, Growing up at poverty level for a lot of my life, having Asperger's, having ADHD, having sleep disorders, having a lot of disadvantages can take those and turn them into strengths and get to where I am and become who I've become. You can do it too. Like there's, (laughs) If you think there's something incredibly special about me that makes me uniquely suited for this from birth, you are very, very mistaken. I've spent a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of effort studying and working and doing the things that I needed to do because <laughs> I, I, I wanted to do very specific things with my life and it's required a lot. So there's nothing unique or special that I have that you can't also bring to the table and do so. Um, but the thing here is you're gonna look at it and say, well, you have Asperger's, which if you understand it, you know, I hyper fixate on things. So I've gotten really, really good at video production, at audio, at YouTube, at video podcasts, and a lot of these things are very, very quickly, like insanely quickly. Is that true? Yes. Does that mean that you don't also have a weakness that you can turn into a strength? No, and you need to see it that way. You need to see not that Asperger's is a weakness that can be turned into a strength. But that you have a weakness that can be turned into a strength, whether you share it with people or not, whether it's part of your branding or not, that's your decision, but that's why I share it. That's why I say, you know, I do have Asperger's. I have ADHD. I have these things that make life difficult because I want to share things with you. So you can understand that you can create a personal brand. You can build a business. You can be successful with whatever disadvantages you were born with or given or have. So, that's, that's one thing here. Don't, don't shy away from sharing things that are important to your personal brand, things that could help you with your personal branding. So um, yeah, I, have, I do have Asperger's. It's, it's a journey, <laughs> but you also have something you struggle with. Share it, if it's part of your personal brand, if it's something you want. Um, but use that story, use that branding, use every story you tell about yourself, every experience, to solidify in people's minds who what your brand is what you stand for what you can help them with what you have to offer and the funny thing here is we we call it personal branding but branding yourself is about positioning you in a light that the person hearing you and listening to you and watching you can connect with you in their frame of mind it's about them it really is about them if you don't make it about them and again, you're not gonna be able to make it about them for every single person. But for your specific audience, for your tribe, if you can't make your story and you what you do about them, they're not going to see any benefit to them. They're not going to listen, they're going to leave. So there's a lot that goes in here. It's a lot of being selfless, a lot of being selfish, a lot of scripting and calculating and doing things very purposefully. But the point of all this, this is the background work. This is what you have to do. And I'm happy to help if you guys have questions if, if that's something you struggle with let me know i'm more than happy to help but again you can do all this work you can create this personal brand you can really become the person you want to become and tell the stories that you want to tell and if it doesn't if i can't listen to it, it doesn't sound good if i can't watch it if it's not in places that i, I show up it doesn't matter it, at least for that person who's not showing up in those places and so the again the another reason I'm here there's a lot a lot of moving parts to that when it comes to this cool thing is once you get this all set up though is that you can like this studio space here I can walk in I can flip on a switch and my cameras turn on my lights turn on everything turns on I can sit down click record and I can I, I can walk through the door and be recording in about two minutes is about what it takes it's turnkey that's one of the things that i coach people on is make it as humanly easy as humanly possible to record content to create content if it's difficult even in the slightest you're not going to do it as frequently or as consistently as you need to so set a schedule and create a turnkey solution i love that that term that phrase i believe that comes from uh, the e-myth revisited make it turnkey like it anybody should be able to come in and, and start recording like if you have to pull out your light and set it up and pull out your camera and set it up and a bunch of other things it's it's not going to work as well and that's why when I say start with your phone I don't love you're not gonna leave your phone set up as a webcam all the time you might make it easy to attach it and to set it up but it when there are already so many things going on here that just already make it difficult so you know don't' don't shy away from investing in equipment is my motto is my thought as long as it makes things look better sound better and easier and more efficient to create content Um, because if you're like me any barrier is gonna it's gonna make it harder so a couple of other things i know this is weird i just have this on my mind because i i got a, a ssd over here storing your videos storing all this like another question i get is okay editing there's a lot that goes into editing. If you have a question, you're watching live. Let me know. I'll we'll talk about editing. But where do you store everything? Like, how do I how do I keep track of all of my footage, all of the everything I have? Like, I need to clear hard drive space. So, what do I do with it? And the solution that I love is I have a Synology NAS. Now, this you just if you don't know what that is, you're just whoosh, that went away over my head. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's pretty simple. It's Kind of like a mini server, just a little box. It holds a couple of hard drives, and it hooks up to your internet. And if there are different brands, but from everything I've seen, Anasa is already kind of weird and outside of most people's, you know, thought of what I'm using. Synology is the easiest to use that I know of. Um, pretty simple to set up, get logged in, and then, you know, I I have my Ethernet hardwired into my computer here, and I upload. So. My, my NAS is over in my server room and I, I send all of my files that I have on my hard drives on my computer over to that so I can delete them off here so I can have space for the new stuff. And I mean, our family pictures and and tons and tons of things are there. Um, it's, it is awesome to be able to have and to be able to know that it's protected and safe. Now that said, like if something happens to your house, like that is one of the things you're going to grab because that, <laughs> that will have, a lot of information on it a lot of things that you don't want to lose um you can set up like multiple backups i i don't go that far but it's something that has changed how i store things i don't have to worry about having because i do have in fact i think right now i have three of these hard drives and remembering what's on each of them it's not easy and that's not even a lot some people will get to 10 20 30 hard drives and i i have ADHD. i can't do that <laughs> if you're like me it, Likely, you need an easier solution. So, um, NAS is something that I, I recommend for a lot of people. So, there's a lot of gear, a lot of little tips, tricks, things like that. The core of all this, though, is that you need to look good, but more importantly, you need to sound good and you need to know what your message is. What is your personal brand? What is it that you're sharing with people? What is it that you're trying to do? What impact do you want to make? If you can answer those questions, if you can really portray that, you're gonna do well. You don't You don't need to worry about it. I, seriously, go watch some of my first videos. My first videos were terrible. I had a $30 lab microphone from Amazon. I had $150 for the lights, and then I used my phone. I, I just went for it. Did just go for it. Your first 50 videos, if you're afraid of people looking at you thinking, oh, they look terrible, that is all the more reason to start now because your first 50 videos are going to be terrible, even with you focusing on one thing making it one percent better each time you do a video it's hard it's not fun and those first i wish i could delete those first 60 videos am i going to no but i want you to see where i've come from and sometimes i go watch them just so i can see where i came from because this setup here took years to get to and it's amazing especially when compared to where i was um so don't be afraid of looking or sounding bad on camera. The only way you're gonna get better is by creating content. And the thing here that I would say is, depending where you're at, if if you've done a lot of presenting, you've done a lot of public speaking, things like that, you probably have good speaking skills. Um, I've been complimented on my live streaming skills, how good it looks, Um, but if you watch my first, so I, I live streamed on Amazon probably, it was 102 streams, I think total it was maybe, 120, 130 hours worth of streaming over three, four months. And I had never live streamed before that. And my presentation skills and my ability to talk at length, you know, cohesively improved significantly. Do I still need to work on it? Yes, you're watching this, you know that. Like I, I'm not perfect at creating videos like this or, or talking for a long time, but that practice, that 102 videos really helped. The first 30 were okay. And likely, if I didn't have the experience of creating a few hundred videos before that, the first 60 live streams probably would have been just okay. Um, So I was able to improve because these these skills stack. If you can learn how to create content, you can learn how to live stream, you can learn how to podcast, you can learn how to personal brand. All these things create momentum, and they build this machine that will take care of you and your family for as long as you have it going. So it's... Being a content creator, which is what you're essentially doing when you become a video podcaster or start a video podcast, it's not easy. It's really, really difficult, and that's okay. It's not meant to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. You know, there's 500,000 active podcasts, and there's 110 million active listeners just in the U.S. That's not including the rest of the world. So there's there's a lot of opportunity, but it's it's not easy. And it's something you just gotta show up for and, and keep being consistent with. Keep keep doing it. So um, I did want to mention um, if you haven't read Key Person of Influence um, and you want to build or improve your personal brand, one of the best books that I've read in a while on personal branding. Throw it up here on Amazon. Uh, but it's by Daniel Priestley. Seriously, such an amazing book. Um, I listened to it on Audible. That's that's my way to consume books. That's my favorite way. So, All right. Well, this was a, it's a good stream, good Q and hope, hope this was helpful. I hope you have some sort of nugget here that can help you to build your personal brand, to, um, you know, set up your studio better, to get better audio, better video, like that. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So, here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18 year old built a five figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.